Hey everyone, welcome to the first episode of Ikigai, a student-led podcast in which students share their passions and interests to the rest of the Minerva community. My name is Julia and I'm from class of 2020 and our first guest is my classmate Olaf. My name is Olaf, Olaf van der Veen. I am from the Netherlands. I am also in the class of 2020. I am majoring in social sciences and taking electives in both computational sciences as well as arts and humanities. So what we're going to talk about today is uh, cost prioritization. Cost prioritization, very broadly, relates to the fact that we have more problems in the world than we have resources to solve. And so currently, when people think about what problems they want to focus on solving, um, a lot of it is through personal uh, values as well as information that they might have gathered, as well as personal experience and things like that. And essentially, cost prioritization tries to provide information for people so that they can make decisions on what areas uh, and what problems they feel are most important based on accurate information, uh, as well as they try to highlight some of the areas that they feel are sometimes underrepresented um, with regards to problems that we're thinking about solving. Okay, so first of all, like, how did you hear about cause prioritization? It seems like for me, as someone who doesn't really know much about it, it seems like it's something very simple in theory. But when you go to the practical side of it, I, I don't really know how how do you actually measure and compare different um, areas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, the way I personally found out about it was, um, so as I mentioned, I'm SS major with CS electives and I've been wanting to do something kind of that intersects between those two things for a while, but I never found really anything specific. Uh, So it was the 2nd of January, 2018, earlier this year, (laughs) and uh, I was having a uh, mini crisis about what I wanted to do with my life and what (laughs) career I wanted to focus on. Um, So I thought it was a good idea to try and find scientific ways uh, that you should think about pursuing career options. Uh, And... That's how I got to a website called 80,000 Hours, which I will be recommending at the end. Uh, And 80,000 Hours uh, talks about cost prioritization um, specifically with regards to career uh, and how focusing on things that you feel have a purpose can be helpful for your career. Uh, But they also discuss uh, what is cost prioritization. They see it as something that uh, having a career in can be really valuable. Um, And so reading the articles that were uh, written by them, uh, as well as hearing about their framework that they have for um, measuring which causes are better to work on than others uh, is the way that I personally got introduced uh, to this field. So would you say that like 80,000 hours apply uh, cause prioritization? Yeah, so I would say they they engage with it in two different ways. Firstly, they uh, broadly discuss uh, these are some of the most important fields in our opinion uh, and they have a test where you can also um, talk about what your priorities are for careers like uh, do you want to work in kind of startups or bigger companies Uh, what are your priorities etc and then try to uh, give you advice about what 
you could be focusing on uh, based on that. So they are applying a type of cost prioritization, but uh, within that, they are also discussing cost prioritization as uh, a potential career area that is uh, not highlighted very much and that is potentially really important and impactful. Uh, so they kind of engage with it in two different ways. I think the big question is then, like you said, that they tell you which areas they think is the most important. How do you even evaluate this type of stuff? Like, how do you even compare, like, for instance, education and, and like, health? How do you even, like, say which cause is the most important? How, how do cause prioritization deal with these issues? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a very interesting question. And because the field is still relatively young, I wouldn't say there is one defining framework that is used universally for all uh, all organizations. It still currently depends a little bit on the focus of the organization in terms of how short-term or long-term are they thinking about it um, and those types of things. Uh, but for 80,000 hours, they uh, define it on three different uh, measures, scale, how uh, many people will this problem affect or is it affecting currently? Number two is neglectedness. How many, how few people are working on it right now? Uh, because if there's a lot of people working on it already, then it's not necessarily as impactful for an individual to start working in that field. Whereas if it's smaller, then you have the potential to make a great impact, uh, as well as solvability. If we doubled the resources that contribute to this problem right now, how much extra of the problem do we think will be solved? I think that is probably a good starting framework. And I also do like how change the framework a little bit depending on personal values and priorities. I think that that's something that's not done necessarily enough in other organizations within cost prioritization, but it's definitely not the be all end all of frameworks. It's kind of just a start for now. And I think like 80,000 hours apply cost prioritization for jobs. Is that... Yes the only area that it can be applied? Like, is it the area that you would like to, I don't know, work or like be involved with? Um, what are what are some f other fields in which cause prioritization is applied? Yeah, they, they currently focus mostly on applying it to jobs uh, and kind of where do you want to focus career-wise. I would say the most common area where it's currently applied is uh, with charities and altruism and donations. Uh, this is where the whole idea of effective altruism also kind of intersects with cost prioritization, um, where effective altruism is kind of a specific form of cost prioritization, as I see it, uh, that is geared towards uh, more of the near term and focused more on donation specifically, uh, either through time or through money. Um, and that's currently kind of the most developed field. Uh, and there are a variety of organizations that focus there. Uh, there's also a variety of organizations that focus on very long-term and more of a, have more of a theoretical and ethical discussion about what uh, types of risks should we be focusing on, um, how do we go about achieving the future that we want, should we focus on achieving an ideal future or uh, avoiding a future that is very, very bad, um, what is the worst future that is possible, so kind of more theoretical discussions and trying to apply that uh, to what problems might be that come up. Um, I would say that those are broadly the most um, developed fields right now. What I personally am interested in focusing on is uh, kind of making broadening this field a little bit and making it more applicable to a variety of people. I think 
currently the field um, consists of a lot of highly educated uh, white liberal 20 to 30 year old mm -hmm. men um, and that live in the Bay Area or Western Europe um, and I think by changing the framework that we use from less of an objective, this is what you should be focusing on, to more of a, uh, please give us your values, please tell us uh, what you're interested in and what experiences you have. Uh, do you want you yourself to focus globally or more locally? Uh, and then recommending based on more of those inputs, I think that's a better way to go about it and making it assess accessible to uh, a wide group of people. And that's something that... Uh, I'm potentially interested in doing in the near future. And how how do you, I, I this is a big question, but like how do you how do you plan to go about it actually? Because I feel like the more like you from what I am understanding, cost prioritization is like has a very homogeneous group of people, and I think it's easier for you to agree in what parameters should we use to evaluate costs if you have a homogeneous group of people. And as, as like if you expand it and if you have more people in, of course, you're going to have better inputs and have a more democratic system. But at the same time, there will be more um, conflict in actually deciding what are the causes that people should be focusing on. Do you have any idea of first how to expand it and second, how to actually, I don't know, tackle these problems? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I think what should slowly become uh, something that we collectively really, collectively realize is that there is unlikely to be a single cause that is the ideal cause to pursue for everyone. Uh, it's going to depend on uh, your personal value system. Uh, how much do you value animals as opposed to humans? Uh, how much do you care about making a difference in your country or region as opposed to the world globally. Um, these types of questions uh, will be answered differently by different people and those questions will then give you different responses about what the ideal causes are to pursue for you. Um, so I think um, that there will be more conflict with regards to what is the ideal cause, but I don't necessarily think that that's a bad thing um, because if it's due to differences in values, then Uh, I think that's probably a good thing because you don't want to enforce uh, your own values on other people and, and be like, okay, this is the cause that we find to be most important, but it's kind of based on our shared values and experiences as a uh, homogeneous group. Uh, so I don't think that that conflict is necessarily a bad thing. Um, with regards to how I would go about doing it, That is a very big question, <laughs> and uh, I have not given it that much thought. Um, I think for now, the first step is just creating a framework that is more flexible um, and kind of reducing a little bit of the uh, association and connotation of things like cost prioritization and effective altruism, that it's a very rigid group, uh, rigid idea that it's purely utilitarian that it's only for a specific group of people that have a certain value system and trying to broaden the field so that it is applicable to uh, more types of value systems and more types of people and then uh, the second step will eventually be actually getting those people to uh, see and value um, cost prioritization in that way but the first step is making sure that it exists in the first place I've been, what I'm thinking is that, like, there is, when you say cost prioritization, at least for me, 
there is a level of objectivism uh, in that. Like, as, as much as there there is some level of subjectivism in the sense that you have your values that that is going to guide what's your priority cause, there is some level of like like objective measures uh, such as neglect neglectedness. I will say that there are fairly that that there is a desire to be as objective as possible and remove subjectivity as much as possible. So things like neglectedness, um, people are not just giving it a score based on what they feel like uh, is most neglected, but they're actually looking at like how, how many people are currently working on this problem, uh, which is a fairly objective measure. And no matter who does that measurement, you'll get roughly the same responses. Um, so I think that with individual measures, things are happening fairly objectively. Uh, but with regards to how do you combine those measures to give people um, recommendations, um, that is a much um, more difficult question to answer and um, will require a lot of thought from different people um, in order to solve. working uh, in this it, first do you see yourself working with cost prioritization and if so like in which sub area uh, do you think you can be you can be working on I do see myself working in cost prioritization or I do hope to um, it's a fairly difficult field to get into so I think uh, in the short term I'll kind of uh, take what I can get uh, but in in the long term I think um, I'm currently most appealed by the idea of trying to broaden the uh, scope of cost prioritization so that it applies to more people, which uh, we discussed a lot earlier. Um, and I think something like research in a think tank and then trying to uh, apply that research um, to be applicable to a large group of people, uh, something like that is currently what I see myself doing, but I expect that that will change as the information that I get as well as my own priorities uh, shift towards the future. And would you say that cause prioritization is your priority cause? <laughs> uh, for me personally, yes. Um, I think that it's a very good place for me to apply my own skill set. Um, I tend to be pretty analytical and be able to think about things uh, very well, and I think that cost prioritization is a good place to do that. I'm also interested and passionate about it personally, uh, which helps a lot when you're pursuing something. Mm -hmm. um, so I think for me, uh, cost prioritization is a good place. And I also think that currently it is um, still both a very small and a very young field. So the potential for me as an individual to actually impact something feels much greater. Um, so yeah, for me personally, I, uh, I do think so. If I want to know, like, what cause should I prioritize in my career? Like, what would you recommend for someone who, like, was first introduced by cause prioritization in this podcast by you? What would you say is, like, the first steps to dig deeper in mm -hmm. this topic? Yeah, uh, I think it somewhat depends on uh, what we discussed uh, appealed most to you. Um, if you are interested in this uh, career discussion that we had, then I would recommend 80,000 hours, uh, which is a very good website. If you're more interested in the um, donation altruism 
focused areas than the Center for Effective Altruism, as well as an organization called GiveWell that um, ranks charities based on objectively how much they improve the world, uh, are good places to start looking, as well as the book uh, Doing Good Better. Um, Very good. Very good book. Yes. And then uh, if you were more interested in the long-term theoretical discussion uh, that is more connected to ethics, then I would recommend the Future of Life Institute as well as the Foundational Research Institute. So thanks so much for coming. And if anyone wants to know more about cost prioritization, read the Medium post that Olaf did about it because it's actually very good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun. I hope you have enjoyed the first episode of Ikigai. I'm planning to release an episode every three weeks. And if anyone is interested in being our next guest, feel free to fill the participation form in the description. Thanks for listening and I'll see you soon.